So the first one is a sense of isolation from your previous peer group. So you've been, if you've been promoted recently, people who were on par with you before, with whom you might have had a sense of camaraderie, now perhaps report to you or are in a different team altogether. And there's a sense of separation in a way that they might not be as open to share with you their views as they were before. Hello, and welcome to the Helping Organisations Thrive podcast. This is your host, Julian Roberts. This podcast is to provide leaders with insights, discussions, and robust strategies to help their companies thrive. We'll be interviewing business leaders, owners, experts, and thought leaders in the field of business resilience. Do enjoy the episode. Welcome to Helping Organisations Thrive. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of Natalia Mank. Uh, good morning to you, Natalia. Good morning, Julian. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, good to see you. I'm just going to tell the audience a little bit about you. You have your own leadership coaching practice uh, where you help empower business leaders to experience life with renewed clarity, energy and joy. Uh, you also have a yoga business, which helps you draw on this diverse experience to help your clients achieve more balance, fulfillment and freedom in your life. And um, today we're going to be exploring about being lonely at the top. Uh, you may have just been recently been promoted uh, and you're feeling a little bit lonely, a little bit isolated. And um, just, just to reassure you that it's a, it's a, a widespread phenomena um, and we, we're going to be sharing a bit more about why that happens, but also uh, what some strategies may help you to stop feeling so isolated in our conversation. But before we go there, Natalia, uh, I'd like to ask you, uh, what do you love about what you do? Mm, great question, Julia. I think we should all ask them that question to ourselves every morning. But I love uh, facilitating transformation in my clients, supporting them in reconnecting them to what matters to them, to their sense of purpose, helping them regain clarity on their goals and making sure they're aligned with their values and um, really uh, supporting them in the whole process of between where they are and where they want to be. I think it's really always uh, inspiring to watch people change and grow and just see what's possible for them. And when did you realise that this was your purpose and this is what you got you really excited and, and what you love about what you're doing? When was that sort of moment? And, and was there a moment? It might have just been a, a gradual thing. I think it was a series of realizations. So I've worked in uh, different countries. I've had quite an international career prior to coaching. And uh, eventually I ended up in executive education in business schools. So I worked in leadership development, but in a more um, structured way, so to speak. Mm. And so already I had a chance to work with leaders and see their challenges and see sometimes how lonely they feel, which is what we're going mm. to discuss today, and also realize the amazing human potential and how much impact they can make when they reconnect to themselves and they uh, use the tools and skills available to them when it comes to self-leadership and how that later it translates to the performance of their teams and mm. organizations. So it's something that really, uh, I think, um, converged my interests in uh, global markets, in economy, in mm. how companies perform, but also in this human potential. And and uh, through that, I think I, I eventually I realized this is the path to go from. Mm. 
And you seem very passionate about it and very excited about it when you talk about it and haven't met you in person as well. Uh, I know you love what you do uh, in terms of uh, working with those leaders and helping them again, that clarity. Um, and talking about leadership, um, you know, it, it is deemed and, and as an old sort of cliche thing about being lonely at the top, but there's some, there's some facts behind this. I, I, I found a survey a few years ago that 50% of CEOs actually experience uh, loneliness and, um, and more than new CEOs, but certainly they experience it. And, and out of those that experience that loneliness or isolation, 61% of them actually feel that it actually hinders their performance. So not only is it not great to feel isolated, but actually starts to hinder your performance. So, uh, you know, it's an issue. It's not just a, a little sort of thing people talk about. It actually is an issue. So uh, what I'd like to understand from your perspective, why do you think, you know, those CEOs are, feeling isolated or feeling lonely what, what what's the root cause of that what, what what's that from your own experience it's a great question uh just to come back to their survey this is the ceo snapshot survey that's taken every year and the numbers are continuing to grow and in terms of the first year ceos it's over 70 percent who feel that it negatively impacts their performance so in a way if you are feeling lonely you're definitely not alone mm. in that and to i answer your questions i think um the response, the answer is multi-layered. So there's a, several main factors contributing to that feeling of loneliness. Um, so the first one is a sense of isolation from your previous peer group. So you've been, if you've been promoted recently, people who were on par with you before, with whom you might have had a sense of camaraderie, now perhaps report to you or are in a different team altogether. And there's a sense of separation in a way that they might not be as open to share with you their views as they were before uh, in fear of being reprimanded or there is the sense of a, a filter when it comes to providing honest feedback. So that leads us to one of the first uh, potential dangers of being isolated at the top, which is being in the echo chamber of your own ideas, right? Mm. Tell you what you want to hear, uh, which reinforces your views and then creates opportunities for blinds for blind spots as well. And the second aspect is that when you are reporting to a board or to a senior executive team, you want to perform, you want to show that you are capable and confident. So you're pretty much um, exposed on both ends, trying to show your capability as a newly appointed leader to the people you're responsible for and also to the ones you report to. So that's one of the aspects that I think contributes to um, to the loneliness here when you're recently appointed. And then when we come, when we talk about um, bigger roles, but I think that also goes for general managers or any roles that imply a certain element of complexity, um, is that um, we sometimes struggle to convey really the complexity of our responsibility or leaders or people I work with find that they struggle to convey it to their family members or to their peers. So there's a big title, but what does it really imply? The sheer scale of decisions, the potential mm -hmm. burden of responsibility that, you, you know, when it comes to decisions you have to take. So I think that also means that sometimes leaders at the top feel lonely when they leave work, not just at the workplace. Mm. They try to convey, you know, this is what happened today. This is why it was a hard day. Um, I don't know. How do you find um, 
what about you? Do you find uh, that um, uh, with clients that you work with, that that's something that uh, happens quite often, that they come across the, the, the two factors that I've mentioned? Of course, there's more. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the, the whole the, the peer side of things is important, where the people have been promoted and they've changed their peer sets. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's always a challenge, in that and, how, and we'll talk about how we can deal with that. And But I think also is, is this where you're getting exposed to things that you can't share with everybody. You know, there's not a secrecy, but there's certainly appropriateness, certain things you can't share to, to, to everybody because the nature of the, the sensitivity of it of, of, in terms of new stuff, the impact, or you're not quite there yet. Uh, and often those are just sat with you. Um, and so, and also you can sort of feel like you're, you got, you're making all these decisions, these big decisions, and you've got nobody else to sort of bounce off, so to speak, and you feel you've got to make decisions. Almost going back to that performance piece where you feel you need to be able to make decisions and be really good and really wise and and really take this business forward. And actually, you're stepping way out of your comfort zone and mm -hmm. you feel you're almost not disconnected from your people, but you're standing further away because you're sort of leading them, I guess, and taking those sort of steps forward. And that can feel a little bit isolating. Um, so there is a number of factors that play at play, and um, I think it's it, it'd be interesting just to get your thoughts on on the, the peer one because I think that's a quite a common one where people, and it's not always been promoted to CEO, it can be promoted into into the team leader, exactly of a team. And how do we manage that transition from being, you know, with your peers, and suddenly now you're leading your peers? Mm -hmm. um what are your thoughts on that because i think that's a, a very common one that people listening to this show right now may be facing because i think a lot of people just get promoted and suddenly they've got they've got to manage their peers and they say so how, how do we deal with that that we don't so don't get feel isolated but also do it really well i think i just um thought of the time where i was in the position many years ago working uh, in spain where I was a part of a team of, let's say, 16 people. And then as a secondment, I was promoted to the senior manager role, managing all of my friends. And, and first, obviously, it feels slightly uncomfortable. And there is a shift when it comes to boundaries and, and what, and also still being supportive, but at the same time, reasserting that new position, which sometimes can lead to uncomfortable conversations, but also offer an opportunity for growth. So at the time, I think what really helped me was um, not being afraid to ask for help, which obviously is not the first thing you want to do when you're appointed to the new position and you want to appear as competent and hit, hitting the ground running. So, And then also with my clients, I think that's something that doesn't come to many of them naturally because they're high achievers and they're used to doing things on their own and being hugely independent. So the first thing that I would mention that really tends to help is not being afraid to ask for help. When it comes, for example, to other people at the same level managing other teams or a mentor, someone who's been in an organization for a while who knows you mm -hmm. uh, and understands the complexities of the organizational dynamics and what perhaps must be really pertinent to the role that you're just starting to see. So that can really save you a lot of time in terms mm. of being really effective and focusing on things that matter and not really losing sleep over things that don't, which sometimes yes. challenging to discern when you're newly appointed. Mm, and then um, obviously having a coach, 
uh, whether that's a peer coach or whether that's an external coach in your organization, that really helps mm. as well. But we can talk about that later in terms of yeah. general strategy. Um, yeah, but these are some just some of the things that come to mind. Um, sitting down, another thing that really helps is sitting down with uh, the person directly above you or with the board and really getting clear on the top priorities. And then, mm. uh, like I said before, being able to discern what's key priority because that is very often when we have a sensation of loneliness uh what often follows is anxiety or a sense of overwhelm especially mm. when it goes for a period of time and it's unexpressed mm. and where where people who are newly appointed and i see this in my clients as well there was such pressure to perform that sometimes we tend to lose a sense of connection to ourselves which i think yeah. is element here because we're so performing that we're not really checking in with the fact gosh i am feeling lonely or i'm feeling Mm. other uh, uncomfortable emotions that i'm perhaps not um expecting myself to to Mm. experience so just really checking in with that is quite important as well uh, yeah, these are some of the first things that come to mind in my case. Is there anything you'd like to add there? Well, look, I think you touched on something that's quite important, really. When people get a um, promoted, they feel they, they should then be the full Monty, so to speak, as a leader and have it all sorted, know the right decisions to make, how to inspire people, how to lead people, how to navigate through difficulties. And I feel there's sometimes pressure and it comes to that performance piece where they, they get put into this position and suddenly they feel this, I need to be able to be the complete article. And nobody, not, not anybody's a complete article anyway. Um, and I think it's that almost stepping back a little bit and allowing that sense of being vulnerable a little bit and being a little bit more transparent with saying, look, I, I know I've got to make a decision here on the way forward, but I just need some help and how some inputs here. And being quite open about your and it's quite it's quite a scary place to be because you do feel vulnerable with it um but i think it, you get your team's backing because they they sense that vulnerability and they want to help you and if they come to you and say look these are some ideas and you're going to make an ultimate make a decision clearly and you might get that wrong or it might not be quite the best decision uh, but as long as you learn from it so i think that's for me one of the biggest drivers of where people feel a little bit um overwhelmed when they become a leader initially uh, and how to sort of manage that peer transition as well because then if you show vulnerability and that sort of humility then people will be a bit more on your side um so just i guess moving more into i guess more generally of, of how do we help those who are in leadership ceo doesn't matter where you are but you're feeling isolated uh what sort of strategies could we for them to employ that will help them be less that way or even get into that position where they feel isolated? Mm, That's a big one. Um, I think the first level is an element of self-awareness. So self-leadership, giving yourself time to ask yourself the question, am I feeling lonely? And is my current state really promoting energy and action taking or is it promoting depletion and self-doubt? Uh, because basically, if you have any, any potential doubts in, around your effectiveness or around your uh, performance, if you don't uh, check in with others over time, it can become exacerbated. Mm. So we, we we face an element of polarization of our views if it goes, mm. if it goes unchecked. 
So, so obviously, uh, newly appointed leaders, their time is very precious. And being able to be alone to make decisions and take time to take strategic decisions, that's really important. With my clients, we often talk about creating uh, Julian meets Julian time, uh, just for in terms of self-reflection. And this is what I often advise with my clients. Not is this, it's the time when you're not on your email. Is, it, is this is this a way of dialing up your self-awareness, taking these yes, timeouts? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, you summarize it really well. Yeah. So embracing solitude, because in a way, that's also a first step to to build stronger connections with others, because you become more self-aware and you realize what's going on within. Uh, and over time, it incre- increases your performance as well. So, but it's important that this is a time for reflection and not for providing a uh, direct output. And how does that, just, I'm just thinking, some people might be thinking, so I'm feeling isolated, right? Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me to spend some time myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so how can the the process, A, what, what do people do in that time of being on their own, the solitude, yes. and why does that lead to ultimately not to feel isolated? Because it almost found, it feels like it's a, like an oxymoron. I know it's not, but just yeah. it'd be good for you to explain that to the audience of, why being isolated, uh, going on your own will not make you isolated. Yes, why being in solitude, which is a chosen state, yes. That's different, yes. It's a great question. Of course, it's it's natural that you would, uh, or or the viewers would ask that. Uh, What I would suggest, what what tends to work with my clients a lot is perhaps having a journaling time, whether it's 10 or 20 minutes a day, having a, a walk in nature for 10 to 20 minutes a day. So it doesn't have to be long, but it's structured and it's built into your calendar as a well way of checking in with yourself. And um, the way how it then feeds into real, building better connections with others is that we become more present with mm-hmm. what's going on within. So when we do connect with someone afterwards, we become less reactive and more uh, able to really listen attentively rather than just wait to respond, which is the way that a lot of us tend to talk where we were rushed when we were pressured. And as we said, the first step to start working away from loneliness is to realize that we are lonely and we can't realize that if we're consistently in a form of action. So mm. these are the things that I would say, uh, you know, hopefully that convinces you to take some time in a scheduled, non-negotiable way every day, just the moment of yourself for yourself. And that's when they say it's scheduling, isn't it? It's literally putting time in there, whether early morning, whenever you can do it, it's just take some time out to have some solitude, reflection, do it in a way that you find easiest and it helps you get connection with yourself, which then you can get obviously ultimately connect with other people. So that's that's one way of starting to get this place of isolation. What other ways can we help those executives out there right now who are still feeling that um isolation yeah so obviously there's just step one it won't resolve everything there's quite a few more uh, and i just wanted to mention here that obviously we're discussing executive isolation but truth to be told we're facing a bit of a uh, loneliness pandemic or mm. health crisis as a whole so different studies in the u.s show that over 50 percent of people are lonely and i think the figures would not be much different in europe and the uk mm. um and that means that you is that is that, is that pandemic pandemic driven and that's hybrid pre-pandemic. That's, pre-pandemic. that's pre-pandemic the impact of the pandemic and hybrid and remote working hasn't been yet fully assessed there's lots of psychological studies being done on that at the moment but i think we'll be seeing that for years to come uh, so um 
again, you're not alone in your feeling of loneliness with other leaders, but also chances are that a lot of your team members and people who work with you and for you mm. are experiencing loneliness as well. So I suppose my next step and a really big one is that as a leader, you're also in a position of impact. And that means that it's, again, a bit counterintuitive because when we experience loneliness, we're less prone to social interaction, studies show. Uh, so it becomes harder for us to reach out. You know, throughout the pandemic, we probably all have experienced this. I know from being an extrovert, I experienced it myself, that it becomes harder to reach out to people, even though that's what you need most. Mm. However, when you manage your team uh, and you experience loneliness as a leader, um, being able to build stronger, more meaning con uh, meaningful connections on your team is a great way to support yourself and others. And one of the simple tools that um, a lot of my clients use is using the so-called inside scoop exercise. So that's basically that when you have a team meeting, you spend one of the members at every team meeting takes five minutes to bring a picture and talk about something that's meaningful to them. So it can be their passion. It can be their hobby. It can be um, some, someone from their family is completely their choice. And you'd be really surprised at what comes across. So mm. this, it just takes five minutes out of an hour's meeting, mm. but it allows, it provides an, another point of reference to get to know that team member. Mm. And you as a team leader can show yourself in a different light. What this leads to is a higher level of engagement and a more meaningful conversation that follows after the meeting as well. So that's one of the kind of simple exercises that are really quite effective. And really making... I really like that idea because I think it's 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 sort of cutting across just talking business, just talking about what skills, what contribution you're doing. Actually, we're starting to get to know the person here. And it's only by getting to know the person that we start to build those relationships and engagement. Um, I think people forget that we're human sometimes. And actually, you know, talking about what we did the weekend, what we're doing tonight, what we're doing with our family, that human side is probably more engaging than anything else. And just by building those strong relational bonds, the team working and the, the, will start to benefit naturally and people will start to feel a bit more connected because actually I'm sharing on, I'm sharing stuff about my life and people are listening to me and asking questions about it. So therefore I feel a bit more connected, I guess, which is what we're trying to do here. You also feel seen and you also mm. feel heard and not judged on your performance, which is yeah. one of the fundamentals of building trust, which then again mm. feeds into that meaningful social connection. So, and also we are multifaceted beings and obviously performance and uh, results are crucial to business uh, operations. However, cultivating that authenticity in your leadership is a choice. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not always an easy decision, but I think the hardest thing is to start. And again, it feeds into that vulnerability that you mentioned before, mm -hmm. which I think over time is a show of strength because it gives people then opportunity to do the same. So when they mm -hmm. have a slip up or when they don't know, they won't be afraid to come up and ask you or mm -hmm. often on a, on a feedback. So it becomes a, a bit of a fuller circle, but um in a way, the buck stops with you. You can feel overwhelming, but the good mm. thing is that the buck starts with you. Yeah. So we have we have this solitude where we get to know each other better, and that sort of self awareness, which means we get connected with the self, so we can connect with others, and then that creating this, I suppose, more 
connection with others by people sharing their their personal stories and lives uh, what else can we do to help with isolation and that feeling of loneliness in the workplace good question so i think another strategy that's really useful is having either a mentor or a coach especially if you are in a leadership or a management position there as you mentioned many elements of not perhaps secrecy but elements of, that you're not really allowed to discuss with members of your team or elements that you're unsure about but you don't want to show that to the board so mm-hmm. having a having a coach Uh, an external coach, for example, really works as having a bit of a solo advisory board. So it's a place where you can be fully honest and transparent when you're perfectly safe to talk about your doubts, your insecurities or anything Mm -hmm. else that comes up. And I find that, especially on an executive level, being just able to voice your feeling of loneliness can be hugely liberating because then Mm -hmm. we see it for what it is yeah. And not for over-encompassing reality. And we were, you know, as again, when our views, when unchecked, become more polarized. And here I find it, it can be hugely supportive and transformative to have mm-hmm. a coach or a mentor, if that's what you prefer. And then, yeah, so that's what I wanted to add here. And I guess a final thing, another strategy, um, I suppose that will make it our fourth strategy here, would be... Um, not uh, underestimating the power of having a peer group. Mm. So that can be internal, but they can also be external. Whether you did an MBA, you're in touch with your cohort, cohort, or it's a members club, or anything that, a place where you feel safe and understood. They're often professional networks. Mm. where you there can be people also from another industry, but on a similar level. So there are different possibilities there. I think that's that's as a coach being, uh, you know, that's always really helped me to be able to exchange those views and ideas. And mm. also the times when I feel lonely, mm. because when you talk to someone who is perhaps not in your team, but understands the challenges of being in that position, mm. again, you connect through that shared uh, challenge. Yeah, I think you made a, a good point about the, the acknowledging um loneliness or whatever it is i think sometimes we get caught up with we've got to bat everything down i'm going to hide everything but actually acknowledging that i'm feeling lonely feeling isolated or struggling at the moment but making sure that's in a context um with whether it's an advisor mentor coach that can then help support you through that and i think that's that key piece and, and obviously we're both coaches so we're, we are, we're advocates clearly for coaching but uh, i think it's, it's important that we have sometimes people to help us with our, our our journeys in life we all need some support in some context and i think the the wider support peer group is just absolutely invaluable you know whether that's a let's say mba or a mastermind or something where you're talking to people who are outside your organization similar challenges similar issues who can either help you because they've been through it before or just support you or point you in the direction from their network and i think that's where i think it's important for all of us to build a, a broader, a bigger community around us mm-hmm. uh, and sort of, you know, we can't do things alone. The reality is we can't do things alone. It's important to have other people around us. Uh, so that's really good. Really good uh, advice there. And I think it's it's a real issue, this loneliness, whether it's at the top or in any context or feeling isolated. And I think you've given some really good advice and, and, and tips that will help people 
move towards being a bit more connected and a bit more feeling sort of um, engaged uh, within their organization. Uh, so Natalia, if, if people are interested in, in getting to know you more and want to connect with you, what is the best way of doing that? Thanks for asking, Julian. So probably the best way would be to contact me through LinkedIn or through my website, which is nataliamank.com. And uh, yeah, you can find that all my LinkedIn uh, profile. And uh, then, the, you know, I'm always happy to offer uh, some time and attention for you to, to have a chat, uh, if that's something of your interest. But thank you very much, Julian. I think uh, this has been a really insightful conversation for me as well. So thank you for sharing your views as well. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, your, your time is much appreciated. Thanks very much, Julian. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you do like this episode, then please do rate, review, and share with your friends and colleagues. As a coaching practice, we coach high-performing leaders and teams with extreme ambitions. We'll help you to go beyond what you believe is possible. If this sounds like you, then let's have a conversation with me. Contact me at julianrobertsconsulting.com.